Welcome to Life Talks with Stephen and Pam. All right, here we are. We're going to go through Proverbs chapter 2. Thanks for joining us. Always a joy to get to read the Word of God together. i got my beautiful wife Pam here. <laughs> it's a joy to read the Word, that's for sure. It's like we're all sitting down. I don't know, some of you might be running, some of you might be driving in the car, Some of you, we hear so many stories of where they like to sit down with their family, fathers with their children, mothers, and uh, sometimes it's the couples early in the morning. But wherever you are, we're just excited you're with us. Thanks for joining us for Proverbs 2. This is exciting. So again, let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what a privilege it is. And we never want to take for granted that privilege that we have of access to your presence. So we just welcome you, invite you to breathe this word into our heart again. And we realize that even as we go into the Word with all of our friends and family and the kingdom of God, that the Word of God never returns empty or void. It always accomplishes what you have intended and purposed it to do. And there's healing in the Word of God. I believe as we're reading this Word today, I believe some of you are going to get supernaturally healed because there is healing in the Word of God, and Proverbs is full of scriptures talking about healing. So this is exciting. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Proverbs 2. Pam, take it away. My son and daughter, if you will receive my words and treasure up my commandments within you. There's a little comma there. So something's coming, right? So it's it's saying if you'll exercise this, there's going to be an outcome, right? If you'll receive my words and treasure up my commandments in you, it's like, okay, what's okay. What's, what's coming? <laughs> Verse 2, making your ear attentive to skillful and godly wisdom and inclining and directing your heart and mind to understanding. So in other words, God doesn't want you just to get the formula, the word formula. Like he doesn't want you just to hear H2O and rem- memorize that. He wants you to unfold it and understand what H2O is. So he's saying, wisdom, making your ear attentive to skillful and godly wisdom and inclining and directing your heart and mind to understanding, applying all your powers to the quest for it. Wow. You have a a little uh, kind of illustration that you say when somebody really likes chocolate, I like dark chocolate. (laughs) You indulge <laughs> in that chocolate. In other words, you give that self to your passion about that chocolate. And I think this is applying all your power to the quest of it. There's so many things that we run around and give our intention, our passion. We're driven sometimes to. Um, and a lot of it is just for nothing. I but heard it a... says applying all your power to the quest of wisdom. Yeah, I heard a census the other day that somehow the, you know, however they do these tests or however they check culture, but they're saying that a lot of people who are into gaming, they're saying that hardcore gamers, they game a minimum of 40 hours a week. I'm sure there must be some good things to be had in gaming, but I don't know how much you're indulging in wisdom. Can you imagine yeah. if you're spending 40 hours a week, like you're talking about, indulging in wisdom? And getting so, wisdom. So, so far we've got two verses and it's still setting us up. If you'll do this, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments, if you make your ear attentive to skillful and godly wisdom, inclining and directing your heart, your mind and understanding, applying all your power, your quest for it, as you were saying, to indulge. Verse 3. Yes, if you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding... Comma, 
Verse 4, if you seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for hidden treasures. Five, then you will understand the reverential and worshipful fear and awe of the Lord and find the knowledge of our omnipotent God. Omniscient. Omniscient. What does but I, omni- but I think omnipotent Well, tell from. me what omniscient means. <laughs> omniscient means, um, to be omniscient means to have an infinite awareness and understanding, an infinite insight. Okay, that's cool. Six, for the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. You have a statement that you say, and I just so, so enjoy it. It just really frames the way I think about things. It says, you know, what you listen to and look at determines what you believe. What you believe masters your choices, and your choices are the sum painting of your life. And this kind of goes right along with that statement that you say, basically, if you listen to the Lord, if you seek His way, if you look at, listen to, want to understand the Lord, these are all the things that come from that. I've applied this a lot of times in searching out scriptures. If God's talking, when God speaks, it's wisdom. It's important to realize when Jesus is talking, when you read through the Gospels and something's in red, when Jesus is talking, He is the very essence of wisdom. Jesus is the personification of wisdom in our lives. So, you know, it's important to know that because even when you're reading the Word of God, sometimes we have quotes from people. We've even got quotes from the devil in here in the Bible. You know, when you're reading the Word, it's important to know who's talking. Who's talking. And can you take it to the bank? Right, right. Because if it's a false prophet, and there's been people that have taken words from false prophets or from crazy people in the Bible, because there are some quotes from crazy people, they're trying to take that to the bank. You can't cash those checks. It's got to be a word from God. So it's the Lord who gives skillful and godly wisdom, and from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Verse 7, He hides away... Remember we talked about that in verse 1, chapter 1. God hides wisdom for us. He hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it for the righteous, for those who are upright and in right standing with Him. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly and integrity. I so like that. It makes me feel so comforted, like this shield, you know, like... yeah. I like Wonder Woman. You know, she has this shield and it's just like she holds up the shield and it protects her from the, you know, from the bullets and all the bombs and everything. And it, it's like he is a shield to those who walk uprightly and in integrity. Eight, that he may guard the paths of justice. Yes, he preserves the way of his saints. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. God actually guards the paths of justice. That's, that's why, you know, we want to walk on the paths of justice. Right. Because we already know there's a built-in spiritual um, mechanism where God guards the paths of justice. Verse 9, Then you will understand righteousness, justice, and fair dealings in every area and relation. Yes, you will understand Every good path. So remember, chapter two started out like this. said, if you'll receive the words of wisdom and treasure it up, if you'll make your ear attentive, yes, if you'll cry, you know, like you said, indulge, goes through all this stuff, then there's like this payday. Then you will understand 
the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord. Then you will understand wisdom. Then the Lord will give skillful and godly wisdom to you. It's like you get this payday when you're pursuing wisdom and making your heart available to wisdom. Then it's like it says in verse 9, then you're going to understand righteousness, justice, fair dealing. There's some people that they just, they don't understand it. They they don't understand the word of God. They don't see the goodness in it. They don't see the blessing in it. And if you don't see it, if you don't recognize it, what you can't see or perceive, you cannot receive. You know, it'd be like somebody giving you a check. I've seen kids, it's so funny watching kids who don't understand currency. A lot of kids, they would rather have like a nickel or something, a shiny nickel, than a piece of paper that's got numbers written on it. They're like, what's that? You know, like, give me the money. I want money. Like, they want money that makes sound together. Like, you know, it's all kind of clinking together. This is the way I think humanity is. Until we get the wisdom of God, we can't even understand the eternal evaluations of life. And what is good and what is not good. Yeah, it says here, you will then, you'll understand every good path. So, I mean, imagine if you think a path is evil, because of course, if the enemy doesn't want you walking on a path because he knows you'll succeed, he's going to try to frame it and say, oh, Pam, that path's evil. Ooh, look at that. That's awful. You don't want to go down that. Look, there's somebody there that's going to even give you instruction. Ooh, we don't like instruction, do we? We don't want somebody telling us how to tie our shoes. Right. You know, this might be a little off, but it kind of reminds me of a thought that I've had about if I had grown up in a family making apple pie, but I was taught that an apple is really an orange. So all the time that I was making, quote unquote, the apple pie, we made it with oranges. Now, I never thought it was very good. Everybody talked about how good apple pie is. I continued through the years to make it with orange, let's say. And someone comes along, a friend makes an apple pie, but it's actually made with apples. <laughs> and I taste it and think, this is amazing. And they said, yeah, that's apple pie. And I could, I say, wait a second, that doesn't taste anything like my apple pie. What are you making it with? And she shows me an apple and I say, but that's not an apple. And I show her the orange because that's what I've been taught an, an apple looks like. It really is an orange. I could submit and repent and say, you know what? Goodness, I've been doing it wrong all these years. Tell me how to make it with an actual apple. And I think that that is sometimes what happens in life. We're brought up to think something is truth that's not truth. And we are submitted with truth or true wisdom and understanding from somebody. We have a choice at that moment to humble ourselves and say, you know what? I really want to know what truth is so that I can make this apple pie with true apples so to speak. <laughs> 10. Yeah. For skillful and godly wisdom shall enter into your heart and knowledge shall be pleasant to you. Verse 11. Discretion shall watch over you. Understanding shall keep you. Oh, I like that. 12. To deliver you from the way of evil and the evil men, from men who speak perverse things and are liars. Talk about identity protection. <laughs> yeah. Like talk about kingdom security. You know, when I say that, I'm, right now they're promoting security for your website, promoting security for your home, insurance for your car, your valuables. But, you know, what an amazing promise from God. You got discretion watching over you. You got understanding keeping you, delivering you from the way of evil and evil men and from those who would speak perverse things. That's a big thing right now. People just slandering your name. 
Yeah. People just saying things about you and trying to put you in a context that's not even true. That's happened in my life where people distort the facts, they distort the context and try to say something about you that is completely out of context and try to commit what I call character assassination, to project something about you that's completely not true. But I want to inject something here. Going back to 10 and 11, you know, when we really submit ourselves to true wisdom and understanding, discretion watches over us and keeps us. There's so many times that I've set myself up for humiliation. I've set myself up for pain, just not using discretion, spilling my innermost thoughts or precious things that God gave me and visions and hopes to these people that I have no bridge of trust with. And the discretion I threw out the window and behind my back actually turned it against me. And so I think sometimes we have to realize we can't blame the other person. We need wisdom to have discretion on what we share with people and what we don't share with some people. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good, Pam. Verse 13, men who forsake the paths. So we're still talking about who discretion and understanding is protecting us from. Men who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. 14, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the perverseness of evil. You know, in this culture we live in, people don't want to believe that there are people like that. But there are. There are. And we need protection from them. Mm -hmm. Verse 15, who are crooked in their ways, wayward, and devious in their paths. Like, I mean, these are, in a way, it's like the Bible talking about terrorism. People right, who, that's good. People who have no regard for other people, for humanity, and just want to take advantage, destroy. 16 says, discretion shall watch over you. Understanding shall keep you to deliver you from the alien woman, from the outsider with her flattering words. You know, I've always, I've at, we've talked about this before because it doesn't mean when it says like it's referring to a story, it's showing you an example. It doesn't mean, hi, it's just always the women. It's just an example of a person that's flattering, trying to suck you in and seduce you to do things wrong. Yeah, and when it's talking about alien woman, too, it's not even like labeling her as a foreigner from a... Different country or something. Yeah, it's not talking about based on ethnicity. It's talking about a foreigner based on a belief in truth, somebody who is steeped in a world of deception. Yes. The person who comes from, who's alien to the world of truth, Mm, but who loves the world of deception and the country of lies, deceit, bribery, hurt, that kind of thing. Abuse. 17, who forsakes the husband and guide of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. 18, for her house sinks down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. Verse 19, none who go to her return again, neither do they attain or regain the paths of life. So this is these kind of relationships are really detrimental. And just like you said, A lot of times Proverbs will refer to wisdom as the woman. Get her. It's like the spirit of wisdom in a a feminine person. So why is this spirit of rebellion referred to like as a woman or in a feminine person? Well, you have to think about this. Why is wisdom referred to as a she or in the feminine pronoun? Always remember that Proverbs is addressed to a son, but is really for a son or a daughter of God equally. 
but we get the picture of counsel coming to a son with wisdom personified as a sister mm. and a close relation yeah. on one side, and with rebellion personified as the contradiction and the complete opposite on the other side. So both are calling to the young man's attention and saying, hey, they want to help him, but it's a picture to help our imagination realize the roads of decision that lead either way. You see, okay. wisdom is truly an attribute and an inherent quality of God's Holy Spirit. In fact, Isaiah 11 gives a prophecy about Jesus as Savior coming from the root of Jesse, King David's father, and that the Spirit of God will rest on Jesus. What's interesting in that prophecy is that in verse 2, it says how the Word expounds on the Holy Spirit's person, saying, He's got the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the reverential fear of God. Now, we know from Genesis 1 that mankind was made in the image of God. So then we know that God is both male and female. What right. do you think of that, Pam? Well. Not until Genesis <laughs> chapter 2 when God said, it's not good for mankind to be alone, that he causes a deep sleep to come on Adam, and he takes the female side out of Adam and forms her body from his rib. And then this is how God makes woman. When he says God made Adam a helper, remember that Hebrew word is nowhere near the meaning of what some people might think as a helper, that it's a servant or a second-class person. That's no, right. No, no, no. That's right. Because remember, in, in Hebrew, it doesn't mean servant. It means a military ally. That's what we're going to even expound on in yeah. Proverbs 31. The only other person to wear that same Hebrew title that we interpret as helper is God himself. Psalm wow. 121 verse 2 says, Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So woman is truly, Pam, let me say this, woman is truly precious. She's amazing. Every bit the image and the likeness of God Almighty. Yay! <laughs> so I think it makes sense that wisdom is personified as a woman because think about it, wisdom helps, wisdom creates, wisdom protects, wisdom directs. Wisdom is virtuoso. That's what we said before at the beginning. Remember that virtuoso component of wisdom is the excellent and the skill of life life. Wow. So then therefore, back to your original question, rebellion is the complete opposite of that personification. Rebellion is personified as this wicked, deceitful, awful woman who is not a help or a defense, but rather on the other side is basically just a tragedy waiting to happen. Got it. So that's where we get this death picture being personified as a woman. Isn't it wonderful to be unfolded to truth? Because, you know, I think of Psalms 119, 130, it says it's the entrance and unfolding of God's word that brings light. Yeah. And when you unfolded it, now this is a whole nother tone and a whole nother understanding. We know the New Testament says that Jesus is made wisdom unto us. Right. It's really talking about the spirit of wisdom, and in this case, the spirit of rebellion. Right. 20, so may you walk in the way of good men. And keep to the path of the consistently righteous, the upright, and right standing with God. Talking about relationships, man, it's amazing how relational the book of Proverbs is. It really is, yeah. It's so relational. You know, it's important to walk in the way of good men and women. You know, there's our feet can take us many places. To the coffee shop, to here, to there, to school, to work, whatever. Our feet can take us many places, but good people, they walk in the paths of God's rightness. Yeah, I've, His kingdom, His way of thinking, His way of doing things consistently. 
I've never forgotten this basic principle when it comes to relationships, that every relationship in your life is like a button on an elevator. It takes you up or it takes you down. And that there are no neutral relationships. And when you really study the word Genesis all the way through Revelation, you realize that there's no such thing as a non-consequential relationship. Every relationship has consequences to either take you up or to take you down. When you walk with the wise, the Bible says, and we're going to read this in Proverbs 13, when you walk with the wise, you become wiser. When you walk with fools, you end up inheriting and receiving their consequences. I know people that are good people, like wonderful people, that have chosen to stay in the mix with an abuser. And you know, abusive people need a circle of codependence around them all the time. Experts on this say that a really abusive person needs a minimum of 12 to 20 codependents orbiting around them so that they can keep their lifestyle of abuse and that culture of craziness going on around them. That They're not happy unless they have all these kind of little stars circling around them. It's a horrific thing. The abuser doesn't just get punished. It's the people that stay in association with him or her that end up really suffering too. So I've seen that up close and personal, and it's an ugly thing. 21, for the upright shall dwell in the land, and the men of integrity, blameless and complete in God's sight, shall remain in it. Mm, that's good. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the treacherous shall be rooted out of it. So it may not happen today, but it's coming. The uprooting is coming. But look at the upright, verse 21 that you read. The upright will dwell in the land and men of integrity, women of integrity, blameless and complete in God's sight shall remain in it. How are we complete in God's sight? But that we've received his son, Jesus, living in our heart. So right now, Father, we again, we pray the word. We pray the word of God as we've read here in Proverbs 2 today. We speak your word together as the family of God and we speak it over our lives and we thank you that discretion watches over us and understanding keeps us and delivers us from evil plans and schemes Lord from anyone who would try to hurt us those who would rejoice to do evil in people's lives Father thank you that discretion and understanding keep us and watch over us Lord we applaud your wisdom And Father, as Pam said earlier, Lord, we're diligent to indulge in the wisdom of God. And because of that, Father God, we know that you hide away sound and godly wisdom and store it up for us. Lord, you're a shield to us. And we choose to walk before you in integrity. So help us, Holy Spirit. Help us to walk in integrity and help us to enjoy the wisdom of our precious Heavenly Father. And we know that that wisdom will guard our paths and will preserve our ways. Father, we're thankful for that. Lord, we rejoice in it. And we know that, Lord, we will dwell in the land. We will eat the good of the land. We'll enjoy it because, God, you're for us. You're not against us. You're on our side. And, God, as we make our ears attentive to your skillful and godly wisdom, God, we know that our heart will be postured to receive everything that you have for us. So enlighten our eyes, open our eyes to see the good things that you have for all of our dear brothers and sisters. Father God, open their eyes and their ears to hear the symphonic movements 
the symphonic sounds, Lord, the symphonic instructions of God Almighty that harmonize with every step they take, with every path that you have for them, with every bit of destiny, Lord God, that you have already prepared for them. They are your workmanship. So Pam and I right now, we speak blessings on you, dear brother, dear sister. We speak the blessing of Almighty God on you according to his wisdom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, don't forget to go to our website. We've always got some new stuff for you. Uh, make sure you sign up for anything that can be signed up for at stephenandpam.com. Pam's kind of smiling at me right now. As if... We've got a lot of exciting things, new worship collection, some new books coming out. Of course, sign up for The Living Room. It's a global community that is growing every day. So free things there and a lot of exciting connections. And hey, if you know someone that needs wisdom, they're really struggling and going through some stuff, a great gift is get the book, 31 Ways to Your Best Days. Like I told you in chapter one, that's a book I wrote because it was the first book in the Bible I fell in love with. And as a, a boy growing up without a dad, Proverbs really was the beginning place for me of discovering wisdom. And so I know there are answers for your friends and your family. And what a great gift. Give them this book. It's got cartoons in it. It's an easy read. I've heard testimonies and stories of what a blessing it is to people's lives. So. I've had a lot of women email me saying that they usually can't get their, their husband to read very much or their teenage son. And I've actually had emails, like quite a few from women saying the same thing, that their husband can't put it down and their teenage son, they walk in the room and they're reading it. So, <laughs> Okay, we're editing that out. <laughs> we love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stephen and Pam Marshall. To receive more information or more teaching, go to www.stephenandpam.com. Stephen and Pam Ministries is a 501c3 charitable organization, and your gift helps us to take this message to 1,000 communities worldwide.